You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, Drew Gasparini here. From now we're talking with me, Drew Gasparini, and I'm just letting you know that you can now support our podcast by becoming a patron of our show on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash NWT podcast, and for as little as $5 a month, you can help keep this podcast alive. Podcasting is a lot of fun, but it's also a shitload of work. From booking our star-studded guest list to research, writing, hosting, recording, and editing, this particular podcast is a one man operation through and through. So $5 a month can actually go a long way, not to mention the perks you get by becoming a patron. Just go to patreon.com slash NWT podcast to see how you can support us today. Special thanks to our newest patron, Chris. Thanks for joining the likes of Katie, Elizabeth, Becca, Thomas, and Sheena. We couldn't do it without you guys. And now for what you've been waiting for, the mother flipping show, yo. Hello, it's everyone's favorite Taylor Swift re-release, Drew Gasparini here with another episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that causes wet dreams. I couldn't be more thrilled about my guest today. We grew up together in the Bay Area and got started in community theater as youngsters. And for the last 15 years, he's been a Broadway star, seen in such Broadway hits as Spring Awakening, Bye Bye Birdie, War Horse, Book of Mormon, and beyond. Not only that, he will be making his return to Broadway in the highly anticipated revival of Company next month. It was a joy reconnecting with my childhood chum and a Broadway fan favorite. Hang on to your butts and give us a listen because now we're talking with Matt Doyle. Oh, okay, we're here. We're here. Wow. Matt, we're here. Hi. Oh, my God. Hi, Drew Gasparini. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Matt, it's a real pleasure to see you. And it's actually, can I tell you why it's annoying to see you? Why? Because you age backwards. <laughs> I look terrible right now. I like. Are you out, out of, of your bed. fucking mind? What is this? You, that's you know what that is. I'll tell you. That's hair. Look at my head now. That's you have that, and I have none of that. We. Oh my god. Let's get it. Let's just get it started here. I'm really thrilled that you're here talking with me on this podcast. And twenty uh, years, season- my friend. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that right? Yeah. No, we've known each other for 20 years. So uh, maybe 21. Yeah. Oh so my that's, God. That's a and somehow you're still there. 15 and I've <laughs> leapt into, I'm 61. I don't know how that happened, but I got the vaccine before all you motherfuckers. Cause I was so <laughs> there old. You go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. We met a trillion years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. I didn't even put that number together. You just said 20 years and my anus just tightened up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Me too. I was thinking yeah. about it right before we jumped on and I was like, oh God, I mean, we've known each other for like, I don't know, like 10, 15 years. And I was like, wait, no, way off. <laughs> decades. Yeah. Plural. Yeah. Decades. Yes. Plural. And we started, we were, we grew up in the Bay Area together, yes. which I think is... A thrilling place to grow up, safe from everywhere else in the world. It's such a bubble. Holy Truly. crap. What a bubble. <laughs> what a bubble. Oh, my God. Um, we started doing theater together, and you and I were, I don't know how many times, but a couple times we were double cast, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, let, let, we let's go down the list like... of parts we were double cast as, because I think it's hilarious when you imagine... <laughs> 14 year old boys playing these parts i think it was 
twice, maybe more. We were double cast as Che Guevara. Che, che Guevara in Evita. That's right. And Which, um, by the way, I want to point this out about when you and I played Che. We played Che Guevara in Evita, which is already, that's a problem. The second yeah. problem is, in order to make it more inclusive, our director, uh, Marilyn Izdebski, the famed Marilyn Izdebski from the, the Bay Area, she yeah. split the part of Che into two people. So two there Chays. was Che 1 <laughs> and Che 2, which is only hysterical because... That's an actual person who existed in history. <laughs> historical person. And we made it two people. Yeah. Uh, so there was Che God. 1 and Che 2. So we were double cast as Che in a teenage production of Evita. And yep. then what? Billy Bigelow. Billy Bigelow. That's the big one. Like, imagine me playing Billy Bigelow. <laughs> imagine you playing it Billy Bigelow as an adult. <laughs> I, it's just <laughs> the worst casting decision ever. I mean, no one has ever looked at me and gone, ah, that's a Billy Bigelow. I didn't even Marilyn think Estevsky. twice about it. I didn't think twice about it until I think I saw uh, the the same theater company do Carousel. Like, you know, yeah. they, you know community theater will recite every six years or whatever they'll recycle the shows that are in their rotation and there there was a production of carousel going on and billy bigelow has a line where he says shut up or i'll slap you upside the jaw Mm -hmm. we were 14 years old (laughs) screaming this at some poor young woman on stage yes Yes. (laughs) shut up or i'll slap you upside the jaw Andy, uh, oh gosh, Andrea Miller, and I, right. I forget who the other uh, other Julie that we had was, but I do know that it was my first kiss. My first kiss was a stage kiss with ever first Andy kiss Miller. ever. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think my first kiss was a stage kiss as well. There you go. Might have been that show. Honest to God. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, back. truly, yeah. Well, we community 13, theaters 14? were everybody yeah. has their sexual awakenings, like yes. one after the next. It's like crazy. It's all the hormones. My sexual and... awakening was you. <laughs> oh, boy. I wasn't going to go down this road. But oh, I think oh, always... no. Please, open discussion. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on Drew Gasparini. I, like, couldn't speak around you. I, I think it's hysterical. You've told me this a couple times, and the yeah. reason I, I'm flabbergasted, I'm flabbergasted. First of all, but I'm also flabbergasted because I look back at like the things I committed to. Like I was wearing puka shells for way too late into my life. I was really I mean, rocking. Same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess kind of people were coming out of the '90s into the 2000s. But what yeah. exactly? What exactly was it? Someone who was oh, as wildly on. insecure as I was. You were of the heartthrob. Heartthrob of what? Of of Marilyn Isdevsky's theater world. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the heartthrob. Then tell me this, Matt. What happened? What in the world Come happened on. to me? What are you talking about? You are a very attractive well, man, Drew Gasparini. Don't even. Um, I wore a lot of gel in my hair. That's probably why did. I don't have you any did. more. And hair. I remember finding that gel because I remember one day, this is how fucked up teenagers are and 13 year old boys are who are experiencing a hormonal uh, awakening. I, love I remember that. walking down CVS and looking for a hair gel. And I like was going through like LA looks and I like popped open a bottle and smelled it. And like, because as you do, and I was like, oh, 
this is Drew's hair gel. Wow. Wow. Matt, can I just say, I want to go back in time and give you the biggest fucking hug in the world. Because I honestly, nobody knew. Like, I don't think anybody, you, you were no. certainly not out of the closet to us. No. And, and there not, wasn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, I, it took me until like probably <clears throat> 16, 17 to start like telling friends like, hey, I mean, duh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, those, God, there's nothing worse than like 13 and starting to figure shit out because you're just this like rage of hormones. And on top of that, you're an immature disaster trying to just like be cool. God, it's the worst age. That is the worst worst part. Age. Yeah. Who decides when you're 13, who leads that choice of what is cool? Because everybody's desperate, like it's fascinating to see who did you're like why why did that yeah. person hold the cards why did <laughs> i think cool? that guy yeah. was awesome yeah yes. absolutely oh my god that is so god. fucking funny to listen to uh yep. matt so we grow up we grow up together to bear we do the community theater and then you go off and you become i'm just gonna say this you're a big star you're a big yeah. star and i the, re- the reason i'm saying it like that is because i do like the skim surface bare minimum research before I talk to anybody on this podcast. And like, I know you, but I wanted to see what I didn't know. So I went under Wikipedia in the first fucking sentence of your Wikipedia page. And I don't know if you've Wikipedia yourself. I've never, I haven't seen it in years. I will say this is a question I wrote down today (laughs) said, what is Twitch and why is it the first fucking thing mentioned about you? It is in your Wikipedia. Somebody fucked with my page then. That's hilarious. What, is what that? does it say? What does it, it says, say? We're, hold, please. We're going yes. right to his Wikipedia page. I have to see this. I'm going to kill whoever did this. I love this. No, this is great. Leave it up because I well, I just don't know, even know what it is. I feel so out of touch. Okay, so it says no, here. This is the great. very, very uh, first sentence of your Wikipedia. I'm going to read it verbatim. Matthew Finnan, is that right? Finnan? Yeah, 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 yeah. God bless you. Matthew Finnan Doyle, is that the most Irish fucking name ever? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Matthew Finnan Doyle, and then it says your birthday, and then it says, is an American actor, singer, songwriter, and Twitch service streamer. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What is that? Uh, so Twitch is uh, a streaming platform. This is what you're seeing right now. My whole setup. I could turn on the lights and it's even uh, scarier. Wow. Um, and it's weird. Is this like OnlyFans? No, no. I oh, don't okay. I don't have sex on camera. Don't worry. Oh, is that um, what OnlyFans is? Yes. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know any. <laughs> Are you really 61? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Twitch is where you stream video games, and there's, like, video of you the whole time, or not. Some people don't do that. But uh, And you have, like, this live chat, and you just, like, hang out with people. And since I'm a big old nerd, I'm, like, coming to you right now from, like, a dual PC gaming desk that I built myself. Well, you have, um, like, I- a motherboard. Yeah, no, I've got two motherboards in one desk and I put it all together. It's like liquid cooled. I, I, when people are like, oh, are you like wow. a nerd? I'm like, oh, oh, you have no idea. Yeah. Like and then it, you it show them deep. pictures of your home setup and they're like, yes, yeah, yeah. you are. It's absolutely yes, like 
terrifying. Yeah. So wait, um, you're playing you're playing video games, and then yes. people who are playing with you are watching you, yeah. or is it just yeah. anybody who's even not playing with you? They can just watch people, you play video games. People who are not watching you or or not playing with you are watching you play video games. It's like a huge platform. There are people that I have what? like a small. I know it's the internet's really weird. So <gasps> yeah, oh, this I know. got me through. Uh, I think most of the pandemic, I, I started doing anything that I possibly could, especially on the interwebs, um, because of what we were going through, uh, that I could benefit as a performer in the midst of this. And I was like, well, I'm playing video games all day, every day, any day anyways. So I like might as well do Twitch because I. I had watched a lot of Twitch streams and I had like my favorite streamers because again, big old nerd. And yeah. I was like, oh, I might as well do it. You know, I'm personable, <laughs> apparently. I should, <laughs> I should, I'm a performer. I should, you know, make you money while to? I do this. Yeah. But like while you're, you're while you're playing the game, hold on, first of all. You're talking I, to I, people I, in your I, chat and and people pay to watch it and subscribe. This is OnlyFans. I mean, basically, <laughs> yes. And they they watch it, and yeah, you you have to like create content for them and be entertaining, and wow. it's it's utterly insane. But I swear to God, it paid my rent and more during the pandemic. And holy I'm, crap, good for I'm you, so man. Yeah, it was nuts. I should have done that. I know, <laughs> but also what's come out of it is now that I'm working again and I'm going to keep it up and probably, you know, I'm not going to be streaming a lot, but, um, I like just raised $1,500 for the Trevor project the other night. Like now I get to use it as a platform for other things because it was so beneficial for me in the worst, you know, moment of my professional life that now I get to kind of turn it into something better because we have this like cathartic and awesome. That's awesome. I really, the fan base and every guys, if you want to follow Matt on Twitch, follow him at alphaba is life. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that? Do you remember when I was like the craziest rent fan and wore that stupid rent head shirt that I made myself and everybody was like, does that say rent feed? Like what? And it said rent head. Yes, it said rent head. And I swear to God, my, I think you probably, I probably talked to you on this, but my like AIM was like glory five, two, five, 600. I mean, Oh I was, yeah. Like, that does went, ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know crazy. what mine was, you know what my aim handle was? No. Danny's little brother. That's what it was. <laughs> you oh, know my brother Danny. Danny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Same birthday. <laughs> Danny and I share the yeah. same birthday. We went to that Disneyland together. Oh my God. Was my that mom- for your birthday? That was for my like I remember I think this... 13th and Danny's 15th, maybe. That all sounds and, right. Yeah. And I remember going down there and my mom, because we were like in my dad's apartment down there because he was working down there in Laguna Beach. Yes, that's right. And oh my, my mom opened the door in the morning and she said, I have never smelled so much gas in one room in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this beautiful Laguna Beach apartment and your mom is taking these kids to Disneyland for your birthday and Holy just shit. a waft of fart open comes out oh, of the God. room. Oh, you're poor It's so mom. weird. It's so weird to think about all of that. I mean, what a weird time. <laughs> I for, I completely forgot about that. I, yeah. I, yeah, we, the, we went to the waft of fart together. is so real. Holy shit. It was uh, you and me and Danny and... And Steve... 
Steve Edlin, or, or not Edlin. Kenyon. Kenyon, thank you. Steve Kenyon. Who's Edlin? <laughs> oh, he's a, a, an assistant director on Broadway now. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah, not him. <laughs> it would have been crazy if he was there too, though. Wow, know, what, right? what a gang. Uh, holy shit, that is so, uh, so funny. That oh gas comment just yeah. threw me over the edge. Um, Matt, I remember being living in Los Angeles trying to do the singer-songwriter thing, and then yeah. MySpace was just becoming you know this is well yeah. before twitch was even a thing believe yeah, it or not. yeah myspace uh was happening like crazy and i saw through myspace two things kind of coincide i saw yeah. uh photos from london and like i i i i found you on myspace i saw you were right. in at lambda right yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah and you know like at the end of high school we'd kind of fallen out of touch a little bit and i didn't know where you went totally. to school and i was a year older than you and you know life happens but uh i so i saw that you were doing that and then i saw like footage of you singing on the bear pop opera album so and nuts. is this like a trillion years ago doesn't this feel like a trillion years ago it does feel ago? like so long ago and what again like what is so angersome is like you looked the same as you do right now uh but the other really cool thing which i want to talk about right now is Spring Awakening. And yeah. uh, I had another episode today uh, with Caitlin Kinnanen. And oh she. Oh my God, I love her so the best. much. I mean, the, the best. best. Yeah. And she denied my request to try to start beef with Jonathan Groff. I want to very badly start beef with him just, like i want like it's a public actually feud. impossible i mean I he really is this is the, the challenge kindest person in the world if you tried to start a feud with him he'd be like oh okay well you know that's unfortunate you feel that way but i still think you're great and you're like god damn it <laughs> and then we'd end up like married somewhere yes you know what i mean like at the end like cut to us like walking out of a chapel completely married uh i want to talk a little bit about getting into spring awakening yeah and yeah. i remember coming to visit new york is right before i moved to new york and uh my whole family was with me and we went and saw you in spring awakening and it was that super so thrilling glad. because oh you know I, I had only seen a handful of broadway shows at that point and that was just like un unlike anything i'd ever seen at that i remember point. this yes and we went backstage i had one of the most unpleasant uh conversations with leah michelle and as then anyone would yes as a lot of people do and it's yeah. so crazy how open a lot of spring awakening people are just about oh, yeah. how i mean awful she, she could be friends of mine last night and i was like i'm sorry why are you getting dinner with her like i mean i'm very open about it it's the least pleasant experience i've ever had working with anyone i, in I my was life. in shock at how disrespectful she was to both my parents yeah. and like yeah, my yeah, yeah. sister who was like you're my new hero and she's like and can then, you please stop looking at dreams me, crushed in a day yeah yep. in one second dreams are all crushed but then you came out we went out to dinner and we actually had a really uh lovely time with you but it dawns on me you know and i've had lily cooper on the show and i've talked yeah. to and i've i've dated half the cast of fucking spring awakening <laughs> lord knows but it it is mind-boggling to me how yeah. young you all were and then the three ingredients that you all got were uh a broadway paycheck a little bit of fame and more hormones than any of you know what to do with. And yes. I just think that must have been a very intense environment to be in. Uh, and everybody's kind of had an individual take on this. I'd love to just kind of know what that felt like for you, because we've never really talked about it. I think anyone, because I, I was I was a nightmare during those years. And I know that well, especially looking back on it. And I, I 
you know, I had a lot of growing up to do, especially from the moment I met you, like 13 and on confusion and just like, and growth and growing up and spring awakening was really very much a part of that. It made monsters out of every single one of us, except for Jonathan Groff, because he's literally like Jesus. I mean, I used to say that I was like going on with Satan but as a replacement for Jesus, whenever I had to go on, it was like <laughs> dealing with the most difficult person and then having to fill in for the greatest man of all. So right. like, it was just like, lose, lose. You were just like, right, right. how do I do this? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, 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 I had a tough time there. I will say, uh, it, it, my first year was trying to fit in and, I'm very bad at trying to fit in. I'm always like too much and say the wrong things. And, uh, I'm, I was so emotional. And so, uh, I was just trying to learn as we went and because we were thrust into this like phenomenon and yeah. literally I got the the job and was told <laughs> I was joining the company of spring awakening, like right after they opened. So I knew that like it was it was a big deal at that point. Yeah. And uh, they were adding me into the cast uh, to be John Groff's like cover and to cover all the other boys. And I, I was so not ready and, but none of us were. So it was just this clash of personalities. And like you said, hormones and the arguments that would happen, the screaming, the running up and down the stairs and the fights backstage. It was absolutely insane and no one was prepared for it and that's no one's fault like michael Mayer is not like the person to take on a bunch of kids and teach them how to so you weird. know he just wrote this parenting book that is yeah. going to be released <laughs> <Exactly>. this week. <laughs> it was like it was just chaos we called it eugene o'neill high not even eugene o'neill college or university right. <laughs> it was eugene o'neill high like it was yeah. just high school and uh that being said as a result of it being so chaotic, it was also, you know, probably the best way for me to enter the space because it was very, very safe in the end. I thought when I first got out of Spring Awakening, like, that's going to be really bad for me because I just had all of my awkward moments that you expect in a, like, college setting to yeah. happen where you can walk away from them and leave them and 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 never remember, like, never have to look back on them except for this, like, small group of people that knows it. But everyone's going to know my shit because it happened in a professional sh- setting. That actually wasn't true because we all were such disasters during that time period that I I can't, except for obviously the one person that I've named multiple times, um, I I can't tell you like every single person I ever worked with on Spring Awakening, we've had a moment together where we've been like hey so that one time back like 15 years ago that i did that uh i'm sorry you know like and now we're family like family i could see lily cooper gideon glick any of those people just on the street or uh, you know for a night out and just have this wonderful time with them that you do with your close the closest of friends you know it's like when you watch like the rock and roll hall of fame and you see someone you see see some band getting inducted but you know like the audience knows there was a tumultuous like breakup within the band but then when you see him on stage there is this connection of we went through something together that literally only this group of people 
has an understanding about. Yeah. People can speculate and people can have a, a thought about this, but the only people who know what it really felt like and witnessed the growth was like the handful of you guys who were in that yeah. original cast. And probably the, the next couple And the replacement too, because what they had to go through was brutal as well. Caitlin yeah. and I weren't very close during that time, but now, especially as we've connected again as adults, I we have a really strong connection because that is where our lives really, our professional lives started. And we yeah. know what it was, you know, we know the <clears throat> chaos of that and, and, and everything that was experienced and everything that was thrust upon us that really, to be completely honest, was, shouldn't have been, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, oh my God. I can't imagine what they insane. were asking of you. I honestly, yeah. like, I just remember seeing yeah. you on the Tonys, like stomping your foot, screaming, totally fucked during that moment. And like, because you know, there's like a real close yeah. shot of you. There's just <laughs> like, one. It's so weird. And, it comes and at then, the very end, the camera's panning, and then you were like really stomping your foot, really going for it, Matt. Uh, crazy. And I was like, God, imagine being like 21 or 22, however, I don't know how old you were at the time. Probably 21? Yeah, 20? I was 19 when I got cast in that. Motherfucker. Yeah. And then you're I in the, on the Tonys for 5,000 people at Radio City. That There's no adjustment period. There's none, no grace none period whatsoever. to be like, let me give this a try. <laughs> yeah, I have an adjustment period now every time I do a show, wherever it is, I have an adjustment period. And that was the most absurd adjustment that was required of me that none of us successfully made. And that now, looking back on it, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, I, I love well, That's like Broadway that. boot camp a little bit. Truly. And I wouldn't trade even the the awkwardness. I wouldn't trade uh, the people that I had to learn from, the, the difficult ones and the great ones. Like Michael was my, and he knows this, and we're very, very close now, but Michael expected so much of me because he really believed in me and was very, 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 very hard on me during that run. Yeah. And yeah. I did that show for two years because I did, uh, I was a cover first and then I was Hanshin and then it was Melchior on tour. And I look back and at the time, all I could see, because I was a kid, was the hardship of it. You know, like how hard Michael was right. on this and that, like all the immature things. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, what a gift. What an yeah. amazing gift that man gave me. And also he cared enough to always fight for me and always yeah. like get me to a better place as a performer. Yeah. And I, it absolutely gave me so many tools moving forward in this business. And I remember I was doing Bye Bye Birdie right after that, which was yeah. uh, not a good production. And, John Stamos? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was an amazing experience because we had this unbelievable cast, especially our adult ensemble of um, just like legends, like John Tracy Egan and people who have replaced as leads in Broadway shows and they were taking yeah. an ensemble gig. And all of my cast members, you know, were on Glee and, you know, getting famous right. or had these right. big roles. And I thought Hugo Peabody <laughs> was a small role and said something one day and John Tracy Egan like actually literally smacked me on the back of the head and he was like you got a lot of growing up to do and he's like oh. I'm gonna make sure you do and I was like awesome like I mean it was it just every moment after Spring Awakening I'm yeah. like I'm glad I had that I'm glad my ego exploded and I'm glad that I had the experiences after that and especially a lot of the ensemble work I did after that because you know, I like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm grateful for all the steps in my career now, you know, like, okay. Well, like from those two shows in particular, yeah. your resume, the way your resume grows is like that of a true artist. It's super oh. eclectic. 
it is That's very it, kind. Thank you. I, I really, the choices that whoever's making the choices, if it's you or if it's a team effort or what, you know what I mean? If those discussions are happening, yeah. what a smart trajectory from oh. the musical and then the independent movies and the plays that you did on Broadway and so on and so on. The off-Broadway stuff like and, and Giant and all these other developmental things, you have had a never-ending list of growth. That's what it Thank just, you. it just, just what it seems like. When you think of Spring Awakening and Bye Bye Birdie, you think of young kids. And yeah. then you look at the next bunch of things on your resume, War Horse. Holy shit. Holy no. shit, man. You know, it's like, yeah. talk about growth. Again, War another Horse place where really you and I special, are doing yeah. it opposite, where I'm aging quicker and you're aging backwards. You're yeah. growing as you get older, and I'm just becoming more and more awkward as I get older. Can we pivot to a couple things I want to bring to your attention? Yeah. I want you to know that I think you were the person in my life that introduced me to white boy music of the early 2000s. You really got me into Jack Johnson and David Gray. Jack Johnson and David Gray. You were listening to that yep. shit all the time. And all it's because time. of you that I started listening to that shit all the time. I also really have, speaking of white boy Drew. music, yep. I have a really insane memory of being at your house. Because there used to be wow. cast parties at your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, yep. there would be like a little collective of people. Who hang. There was like a downstairs area of the house. I yeah. don't remember the blueprint yeah, yeah, yeah. of this. But I just remember listening to Smash Mouth like all of that night and i i i think that was the first time i had experienced smash mouth as if it's an experience that's as if it's the thing, that, thing I... that you've ever said to me because <laughs> i think all star is the worst song ever written and to hear that that's what we listen to all night makes me like that's the most heartbreaking thing i've heard all day yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry we'll take it we'll take a message right now after that comment <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, Matt, actually, there's another couple of th observations I want to point out. Let's talk about Max for a minute. Do you mind? Oh, yeah. No, let's do it. Your beau. Your boy. Your man. Max yeah. Clayton. When you I put know. your names together, Matt Doyle and then Max Clayton, Matt Doyle sounds like the scientist who drinks a potion and then becomes Max, Max Clayton. Clayton. That is such a superhero name. It's insane. <laughs> oh, my God. And he is. He's a bit of a Clark Kent, for sure. Um, Does anybody uh, get yeah. angry at you both for being, uh, A, for his thighs, because good Lord. His thighs but are also, really dumb, yeah. It's dumb. Like, each thigh yeah. is the size of my entire body. It is. I no, don't know sometimes I laugh it. at them. Like, we'll just be sitting on the couch. And, like, people are, like, fans of them. And I'm like, I mean, they're just, like, they There's get Twitter annoying. accounts dedicated <laughs> to his thighs. There are. Yes. Wait, but what does he do? Is it just dance? It's just, it's genetics. It's his whole family has thighs like that. And, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah. And so if he builds them or is dancing, it's like, they're actually like really nuts sometimes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys are a frighteningly good looking couple together. And uh, I met Max when he did a reading of something I was writing for Warner Brothers like a billion yes. years ago, it feels like. Ron yeah. Howard was co-producing. It was his movie Night Shift that we were turning into a yeah. musical. And we were about to announce a theater, and then the producer said, nah, we're not uh, going to, yeah. no. Love that shit. Yeah, I've been great. telling my therapist, I'm the king of all mosts. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's what it fucking feels like. Kids, if you're listening and you want to be a Broadway composer, patience, patience. Yeah, big it's time. the name of the game, kids. Matt, do you fuck with Costco? Do I fuck with Costco? No, but I got BJ's. I have a membership to BJ's. And that's what is, where... What's BJ's? BJ's the is pizza? Costco, essentially. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it is a like bulk uh, membership only place. And it's right near my apartment in Jersey City. So oh, I, I do amazing. fuck with BJ's. Yeah, it's, it's a What Costco are the things place. you get in bulk? Okay. Um, definitely. I mean, obviously toilet paper and yes. paper towels. They have to, yes. you know, on standby at all times. Yeah, I go through I go through um, five rolls a day. No problem. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We did some condiments recently. So we've got ketchup for days because that's nice. Max's favorite and, and ranch. Um, this is really uh, all Max. <laughs> um, but I would say like the reason I have the BJ's membership is because like randomly cheap appliances sometimes. Like we have this. What appliances gorgeous- are you buying? I have an air fryer that I got for like 50% off because BJ's was selling it for 50% off and it's, it's nailing it. Yeah, wow. I know. Okay. That's something I, love I should the BJ's. move to as well. BJ's. Yeah. I've never heard of BJ's. I had no yeah. idea that Costco even had a competitor. And in my world, it's an unfortunate world of like name, but yeah. Being from yeah. the world, or is it a very fortunate name? Who yeah. knows? <laughs> this is something I do on every episode. It's called Stupid Questions. Okay, great. Girl. Okay, oh, so here it's going to be a series of very stupid questions. Uh, round one is called most impossible question. Okay, okay. So it's okay. a question you don't want to answer, but you oh. have to, like gun to oh. your head kind of thing. Okay. Oh, oh, uh, and this is Squid Game edition. Have you seen Squid Game on Netflix? Yes, I watched the first episode, and I'm somebody who loves horror. I love gore. I love violence. But if you yeah. tie in like deep emotion and like make me care about the people who are dying i'm so out like i i was out after the first episode because i was like i can't do it (laughs) i haven't slept well in days yeah and (laughs) i like i love horror but this show i'm like i i'm not well i'm like i can't watch another old man die i I just can't do it (laughs) well there's a whole bunch of people who die in that show and uh we're gonna play the uh the Matt Doyle this friend edition of Squid Game Fantastic. edition of Most Impossible Question edition of Stupid Questions. I so, can't wait. <clears throat> oh, no. Who would you Squid Game first? Meaning, who would you kill if you had to? Give me the order. <laughs> who would go one, two, and three? Uh, your celeb bestie, Beth Bears. Oh, Jesus. Max Clayton. Or Etai Benson. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so not fair. These are like I know. I hate you. I These are know. like the most wonderful people in the world. Um, okay. Uh, well, I guess I guess I'd have to kill Etai first because I figured I, that known, was coming. Yeah, yeah. I've known him the least amount. Um and then this is just insane. I mean, I can't even believe this <laughs> this sentence is coming out of my mouth. I guess I would have to I would have to do Beth next and then yeah. keep Max because Max is a lifer and but I'm not keeping Max. Max would die still. So this is uh, just yeah, he'd awful. still die. He would just die last. You would get your last moments with him, but you would live. Hey, buddy, you would live. Oh my god. That's how the Great. squid game works. Everybody, it's yes. on Netflix. It's fucking horrifying. It's really awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really horrifying. Uh, okay. 
Uh, thank you for getting through that with me. Uh, yeah, here's yeah. question number two for you, if you don't mind. If one show, and we're done with Squid Game questions. That was okay, the only great, one. great. If one show had to not exist, but these are still most impossible questions. Yeah, yeah. If one show had to not exist at all, uh-huh. like never been written, would it be okay. Company, uh-huh. War Horse, or Spring Awakening? Ooh, that's a really good one. If If at the end of the day... Only one of them couldn't, that would have never done it. So like, you know... It affects wow. you no matter what, but how it would it affect me you? no matter what? But this is really interesting because they're all connected. Like I'm at Marianne Elliott doing War Horse. So that's a big piece there. Because uh, company, even if it existed, I might not do it because uh, look, I'm none of this makes any sense. But I guess I would have to at the end of the day, in terms of the, the pieces that mean the most to me. Mm-hmm. Matt, I would kill Warhorse, but that is only because I'm thinking material only and why like I love it so much and I love Warhorse. Yeah, I would have to do that because just in terms of like the pivotal moments of my life, I think it's uh, sorry number for all three, the Warhorse I guess. fans out I know. there. I gave it a real dramatic cross off the list as if that wow. helps wow. anything. Uh, we're going to lighten these questions up just a little bit. <laughs> Uh, let's start with a, uh, fuck, Mary kill. You know, the game fuck, Mary kill. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. This is composer edition. Oh, uh, fuck, Mary kill. Here are the three composers and you have to figure out how you want to qualify them all. Uh, I don't know if you've ever worked with him, but he's like the nicest guy and I'm sure you've met him and, uh, he writes amazing material. His name's Adam Guan. Do you know Adam Guan? Okay. Adam Guan. We love Adam Guan. Uh, he's, so he's one, somebody I know you've worked with and to great acclaim, by the way, Mr. Ryan Scott Oliver and, uh, somebody you grew up with, Drew Gasparini. Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Give me the list. Ah, uh, okay. Fuck Drew Gasparini to fill some <laughs> to fill, to fill some, some teenage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dreams. Love it. Uh, Mary Ryan, because I feel like we'd work really well as business partners in that sense. You know, it could wow. be more of that kind of a relationship. And like, mm. I know his music very well, so I'd be like, mm-hmm. Ryan, we got to do this with that. And then totally. kill Adam because I don't know Adam. <laughs> well, we, that's, so that's too bad. Adam's a really lovely guy. Sorry, you got to go, Adam. Yeah. Uh, last couple silly questions for you. What is a song that always makes you laugh? And it doesn't have to oh. be a funny song. But what is a song? Okay. For example, uh, a song that always makes me laugh, Matt, is Our God is an Awesome God. Do you know that song? Yeah, yeah. Because everybody does, even if you weren't raised religiously. Yep, you know yep. that fucking song, and I'm telling you what, that's the funniest fucking song in the entire <laughs> world to me. Now, what do you think? Oh, shit, this one's hard. Uh, because I know I've got some. Uh, oh, God. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to think of, like, artists that i absolutely love and adore that have been influential to me oh yeah okay um only 16 by sam cook i mean this was a number one hit on the radio and she was too young to fall in love and i was too young to no, <laughs> it's it's not good. Only sixteen, and the chant over and over again, and we all know it and love it, and it's like only sixteen. 
only 16. I'm like, this is so wrong. Yeah. And was like, so fine back in yeah, the day. I know. Yeah. So many things yeah. that are so cringeworthy right now yep. are like completely accepted and palatable. Absolutely. Back in the day. It's hysterical. Uh, that's yep. a great choice. Great choice, there Matt. You go. All right. Uh, two questions left. Uh, and they are what is something that you're amazing at? Oh, building PCs. Yeah, you wouldn't know that. No, um, why would anybody have guessed that? <laughs> or are you serious? Just building computers? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I am very, 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 very good at building uh, computers. And where does um, this come from? Is this your dad? Is this your mom? What, what, no, why are you a, a nerd in this way? Yeah, I've always been technically savvy, um, but not to the point that I'm like, I want to go to MIT. No, like I just like really love the equipment and putting it together and building PCs, especially like. Once you do understand it all, it becomes really, really fun. And it's like adult Legos. And you're like, how absurd can I get? It's a very expensive hobby. So yeah. I like to build it for other people if they like have the money and want me to do it for them. Yeah. Um, but I, I love it. I love finding the parts. You, I love putting it together. You had me at Legos for adults. Like, oh, if yeah. You, it, like if there was a... Uh, a club for that, I would sign yeah. up for something like that. That's yeah, awesome. It's really, really... Uh, I, I, I enjoy it and I love knowing like why something is better. Like, you know, it look, Drew, if you're going to use an AMD CPU, you need to make sure that you're using a liquid cooler. So an AIO cooler most likely is probably going to be on the cheaper end unless you want to do custom cooling. Yeah, no, yeah. I it's 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 deep. It's deep. We just I love it. Uh, lost our entire audience. Yep. Um, <laughs> I do think it's amazing, though, that someone who is like super, super theater nerd and like yeah. the other the other side of their nerddom is something like that. I think that that, that is yeah. really interesting. Uh, and then on the other side of that, what is something that you are horrible at? Horrible dancing. I'm horrible. I knew at you it. were going to say dancing. I knew dancing. you were going to well, say dancing because you were there. I, so don't <laughs> don't even deny that you know that this is so true. I'm you know, but like beyond taking it. dance class with you in a yes. world where you and I actually did do dance yeah. together, yeah. I remember something when we were adults. I think you were singing with Emma Hunton at La Poisson uh -huh. Rouge, and, and I couldn't clap on the beat. That's exactly and sing right. at the same time. I, I just remember watching your brain have like a little, yep. it like melted out of your ear. Your brain yep. was like, this you can build I'm a computer, dying. but you cannot I cannot believe you brought sing. that up because it is something that's on the internet to this day. And I'll never forget going out and like, you <laughs> ask me to literally like pat my head and rub my stomach at the same time. And it's like, well, we're done. We're like, done. And, and we're burn. done. I quit. <laughs> I'm sorry and goodbye. Uh, I love that. I, I, love that so I did much. Book of Mormon for a year and like a half. And yesterday we were like doing a warm up in for company to like get our blood going. Right, and right. I start like they start like doing a pony. And I was like, I can't pony anymore. I did a pony <laughs> eight times a week for two hours. <laughs> and uh, what was happening? Like it just fails me to the point yeah. that i'm like i think there's something wrong like <laughs> maybe, maybe there is maybe there's a motor yeah. skill completely missing from your dna yeah. who knows yes. i have no idea uh matt before we go will you quickly just tell us how it feels getting back to it out of this pandemic you know at the top of this pandemic i remember uh texting you Ugh. and just checking in with yeah. a few friends here and there and and making sure everybody was doing okay and here we are at the 
you know, it seems like a never ending thing, but it does feel like we're crawling out of this a little bit and we're starting yeah. to see our beloved community come back to life and, and Karate Kid started and company yes. is back to finally yes. where it should have been two fucking years ago. I know. Um, how does it feel? Tell us and, and tell us when you'll be open and all that. Okay. So, so much. Um, so much. You know, when I remember when you texted me and I remember getting that text and and thinking about you before that too, because both of us had kind of like really, really special projects that we had, I know both felt like we had worked really hard for and led up to in our careers. And uh, it was an exciting year and season for the two of us. And that's something really profound, especially when you've grown up with someone. And totally. it was totally. really, really bizarre and crushing to watch that happened to you as it was happening to me. Watch it happen to my friend, Will Van Dyke, who was uh, doing a show as well, um, at, at, actually at La Jolla in San Diego. And it was, yeah, it was, it was so devastating, but it was also communal devastation. So in a weird way, um, I felt like I survived on my friends uh, and I cannot imagine going through that experience alone but like the whole industry was crushed together yeah. so for a while there <laughs> we were very very supportive of one another and uh really making sure that we uh we came back and 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 uh held each other up and i'm so grateful to be working because something has happened in the past like six to eight months where people are losing their goddamn minds. Uh -huh. And I understand why. I mean, our industry has been gone so long and all we've had is the internet at our disposal and social media. But like I watching this, the spirit of theater just crumble in front of us has been so, so upsetting. And I knew, knew, especially with people that I worked with, that I, I was going to be working with. I knew the second that we were back in the room and looking at each other in the eye <laughs> and having conversations that mattered in person, it would be better, you know? And yeah. I'm so grateful for uh, the producing team at company because they care so much about every issue that's been raised. So many of them deeply and profoundly important um, in the midst of this shutdown. Yeah. We started with sensitivity training from uh, uh, BAC, a wonderful organization, and two days of it. Patty Lapone was there. We all did it, you know, like it yeah. was, and it was wonderful. It was so much better. Even that, the stress of like, what is that going to be like? I hope it's good, you know? Yeah. It was because we were together and we were talking to one another and having real conversations. We weren't yelling into the internet or posting something that if you don't repost, you're bad, you know? Right, right. And, and I'm just, I'm so sick of that. And I, I'm really so grateful that our industry is slowly crawling back because I do believe we all need to be back together again yeah. to solve anything moving forward. And I, and we need to actually do the work. You can't just yell about doing the work. It actually has to be done. And uh, it's been emotional. It's been strange. We are wearing <clears throat> masks. We're being tested every single day. Um, it's hard. Sometimes you think somebody's giving you a dirty look, but they're laughing and smiling and you can't tell because all you can see is a squinty eye and you're right. like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were mad at me. It's very, very odd. Uh, there's still a lot of pieces that don't feel right. And then there are just moments of euphoria that are like, oh my God, we're back. We're doing this. But 
yeah, it's been, it's been tough. I, you know, not to, I think get too personal, but there was a beautiful moment in rehearsal the other day where we did our sing through of the show finally. And, uh, got to ladies who lunch and Patty started and then had to stop. And we all had a really good cry. Let's just say that, you know, it was just, uh, it was, it was the release. I think that even if some of us had maybe cried a little bit, like we all just lost it completely together in the room. And, uh, there's been a lot of that. And there's also been a lot of, um, frustration and fear, um, False positives are very normal when you're doing antigen testing. So we do PCR testing as well. And we've had three false positives so far. So that's just an alarming way to start your day. That is is uh, very stress-inducing. Yeah, really stressful. And even positive tests, um, when you have a positive PCR test, like everybody's talking about, oh, this thing that happened at Aladdin. What a lot of people don't understand is that uh, you will give a positive PCR test if your body is fighting COVID and you are vaccinated. And even if you're not like positive in terms of like having enough viral load to be contagious, like it's going to pick it up. It's really just everything is working right and doing the right thing, but it's still hard to navigate and really strange and confusing. And um, I will say though, I, I'm so unbelievably grateful, so excited. I cannot believe that I get to finally follow through on something that has been attached to me for so long. I think that's been the weirdest part about this process is that yeah. two years ago, over two years now, July 2019, I got cast as this role. Yeah. And so I've owned it so long and I'm like, I only did it nine times. <laughs> like, right. Like, I can't wait to actually do it because God, I've talked too, about it man. so long. I've, yeah. I've been a part of it so long. And now it's like, I just can't wait to follow through on it and feel like I have the right to speak about it. You know, I've like, I've said so much about Jamie and, and had it attached to me for so long. And I'm like, well, now I, I really would like to actually just, you know, um, just, follow through on all of that and it's been such a roller coaster and so 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 bizarre getting back but ultimately really really good i saw ain't too proud last night we went to the final dress yeah i was jumping and sobbing and screaming at the end (laughs) like in a way that i've never done in a theater before i was having this like emotional breakdown that was joyous but also hysterical oh oh like worrisome yes um (laughs) yes men in white coats came in and took you away (laughs) yes completely yes um as they did the most amazing choreography ever um (laughs) it was it was absolutely a phenomenal experience and one of those moments back in a Broadway theater and I've been to a few shows now where I was just like oh my god we need this and also yeah. we need this collective experience together all of us going back to shows and remembering yes. why Broadway is great because I think some people have forgotten and I think I think some people need to go back to the theater you know that's a, a good point to out. say when people go to the theater whatever they forgot they're reminded the minute yep. they're in that room and yep. um, I you know I just took my girlfriend who's never seen a Broadway show never once huh? seen one Broadway show to her first show we went to waitress we oh, saw Sarah wonderful. Bareilles do it so Sarah Bareilles is singing 
uh, she used to be mine. And I'm looking at it, around me in every direction and people are filling They're their sobbing. masks with tears. Yep. I mean, like yep. sobbing uncontrollably. How wonderful is she in that show, by the way? I mean, look, it's not she wrote fair. it, but it's, not it's insane. How does her voice sound like that live? I don't How? know, but it, it really is like a religious experience. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Um, but I think people, once they start going back to theater, it's gonna, it's just gonna be a fire of growth. I really yeah. think so. And, um, I, I'm really happy to see you getting back to it, my friend. Thank uh, you, I, I yeah, just want to say before, thank you very much before, before I say goodbye, I just want to say thank you for, for taking, uh, an hour of your time and chatting with your old pal, Drew. And, oh, uh, man. if I haven't said it enough to you in the past, I mean it from the minute I tracked it down on MySpace and I saw everything you started to do. Everything you've done since then, I couldn't be more proud and excited and, and just thrilled for you uh, and everything you got going forward, my dude. So thanks again well, for likewise. coming and doing this. I and remember you playing an original song for me outside of the little theater at Redwood High School when we were like 16 years old. And I was like, oh, I bet Drew's going to write music. I was like, oh I bet Drew's going to write music. So wow. it's really surreal and wild to to watch your success as well. And Thanks, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just so, so, so grateful to get to watch that. And here um, we are together doing it. How cool is I that? Know, truly. It's <laughs> yeah. wild. Utterly insane. Um, All those thanks, other Marilyn. hometown losers, they didn't do yeah. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them, um, bro. Uh, yeah. yeah, thanks, Marilyn Dzebski, for, for setting us on the right path, or whatever yeah. path this is. I don't know if it's the right one, but here we are. Um, anyway, shout out to BJ's if you want to sponsor this show. <laughs> Matt mentioned you a bunch of times. And shout out to Twitch. Uh, Matt, I um, love you, pal. Thanks so much for doing this. Too, man. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Now We're Talking is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network, and you can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash nowweretalking. We're also on Instagram at NWT Podcast or on Twitter at NWT underscore pod. A special thanks to my childhood friend, Matt Doyle. It is a joy to talk to him and get to catch up. Gosh, that was fun. Make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your podcasts, and if you feel like supporting be sure to check us out on patreon go to patreon.com slash nwt podcast and see how you can support us today make sure to keep tuning in every week for more amazing guests we'll catch you next time have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels well here's your chance welcome to the quiet part out loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.